Hello everyone, it is the Build Up Show, Liverpool taking on Napoli over there in the Champions League. I've got Chris, I've got Louis and I've got Bailey with me to discuss this one. Um, Chris? Yeah? Hi. Hi. Excited? Yes. At least I'm winning Champions League time, isn't it? You know, we've had a good start to the group. We've got a, a strong team up next, a team that we've already faced this season once, though. Um, a team that are still in transition from moving from Sari to Ancelotti. And, you know, it's it's right in the middle of the toughest run of fixtures we'll have all season. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's brilliant. I mean, these games are coming thick and fast at the moment, and I absolutely love a little bit of that. Yeah, it's interesting, Lou, because, you know, we talked about this run of fixtures. And... I there's a temptation to look at these as like the two final hurdles. I mean, they're not because there's masses of the season left to go. And even if we come out of this completely unscathed, you then go into the next game and the next game. And, you know, you've got Cardiff looming. And if you then drop points against Cardiff, what was the point of doing really well? Yada, yada, yada. Liverpool can't afford to think that like, like that. This is a mentality change that we need to get into is that Liverpool are going to play big games. They're going to play lots of big games because that's the, the price you have to pay. Oh, for being a really good football club. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, if we come out, like you said, of these games now pretty much unscathed, you know, we can get uh, three points against Napoli, the top of the group. We're, we'll be clear by three points, you know, if we get a result against City at the weekend. We're still in and around after this massive run of fixtures. And whilst, you know, you do say there's next game's coming, they're relatively easier games. So it's a chance for us to really step it up and get ourselves a bit clearer ahead of everyone else. Yeah, it's... Um... A lot of the talk, Bailey and the build-up, over the last few weeks, to be fair, I've talked Salah's form to death. And let's not, let's not get into that you know, in particular. But in terms of the front three, I think they, they look pretty sharp against PSG. You know, particularly, obviously, obviously, we had Daniel Sturridge leading the line that, that night. It would be lovely if our attack properly clicked as we saw I mean it was Maribor really where it, where it totally and utterly clicked last season it would be nice if it clicked in this but this is a game much like the game at the weekend where the result is far more important than the method in which we achieve it yeah definitely I think uh, was looking at how Napoli have been performing this season I think they've, con they've scored 13 but they've conceded 10 so you've got you know that they're, they're they're susceptible at the back and I think this is a perfect game that hopefully our front three can really get, get at the back line get firing Hopefully everyone can get some good time on the ball, and if we start our strong, our strongest front three, uh, I think it's a perfect game, like you've said, uh, where they can fully try and step it up and actually go and get an opposition that clearly is susceptible to it, to goals. I think it helps as well, doesn't it? That they had Juventus at the weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, it means we both had a big game, albeit you know I think they have ever so slightly more recuperation time, but. Uh, having lost a man, the and been and, and losing a one-goal lead as well, there is a psychological impact. Now you can be aware of that in both ways. If I was, if this was from the Liverpool perspective, I'd be looking at this going, "Well, it's a perfect opportunity to, bike, to, to, to bounce back. We've got a bit of fire in our bellies, etc., etc." But um, you can see already, you know, I think they're like six points off the lead at the, at the top of Serie A already. I would treat that as a note of encouragement. It's kind of what Chris says with the transition thing. Napoli aren't 100% there yet. They're maybe not the team that they were last year. I mean, not having Jorginho in midfield will be an mm. impact on that. Um, so, yeah, plenty of plenty of encouragement for us going into this match. They're a side, aren't they, Paul, that, you know, they're still, although they are moving to this Ancelotti football, he started the season in a different formation to what he's playing now. So that says to me that he's not 100% sure what his best formation is yet. Now, three of the last four games, they've played 4-4-2, but they've played that almost 
Ancelotti, AC Milan Christmas tree, 4-3-1-2 or 4-3-2-1, whichever area of AC Milan you want to talk about. So this is a side that's still getting used to playing this system. Zielinski will be an interesting piece in this puzzle. I think, you know, playing from that left-hand side, very much a centre midfielder last season under Sari, so you'd expect him to drift inside. And equally, you know, they're playing with two strikers up top. They also lost the midfield battle against Juventus because there's only two players in the midfield now. I think when you're looking at Allen, who's a bit more of the enforcer type alongside Hamsik, you're looking at that going, those two lads were playing in a three-man midfield with Jorginho. How are they picking up what Jorginho was doing? And that's where their sort of soft underbelly is. Uh, and that's what Liverpool have got to do. If we've got a numerical advantage in the middle of the park, we've got to make that work to our advantage. I'm fascinated to see Hamsik because I basically didn't notice him in the pre-season game at all. Yeah, they were playing 4-3-3 then, weren't they? He and was he, playing he was the six, and yeah. he, was, he was pretty poor, but he's still playing according... You know, I've done a video with Statman Dave, and uh, he's been watching Napoli this season. He was saying they're still playing that quarterback role, but now it's a two-man midfield. He's not as deep. So he's a guy we will expect to get onto the ball and try and get Napoli out. Quick transitions is what they'll be looking for. Mm -hmm. And I expect Liverpool will be looking for exactly the same. Speaking of the, the quarterback role, then, I mean, it's a big question for Liverpool. We're now in a position, Chris, where there's three lads who could reasonably put a shout in for starting this game. Jordan Henderson, Genie Wijnaldum and finally <laughs> Fabinho. Having the fact that we've actually seen him play a game for us now. I personally think... It's an, it's a, we, we talked about Paris Saint-Germain away being a decent shelf for Fabinho. I think this is another decent shelf for him as well. I think it is, and it, and it, it is because of the games that it's, it's bookended by. You know, Chelsea at one weekend and City at the other. I think I know how, how hard Liverpool worked in the, in the weekend, just gone. And I know how hard Liverpool will have to work against Manchester City. Even if it is at Anfield, you're still working incredibly hard. And for me, it's about making sure that we have a chance to win both games. And I just wonder whether you put Henderson or Wijnaldum into that six and you're sacrificing a little something at the weekend. Yeah. That's, that's the concern for me. Now, we're in a good position in the group. I would say that we can draw this game quite comfortably. Mm -hmm. And a draw away from home in the Champions League is a very good result. Well, tell Especially them having won against PSG. That's the main thing. That's what sets you up to be able to do something. If we'd have lost against PSG at home, then that changes the complexion of this tie. I think we've seen, haven't we, uh, Louis, as the, these, these group stages, it's nice to get it all wrapped up and sort of in an ideal world. You really want to get to the point where you, maybe your last game of the group, you can go, great. You know, let's have a look. Let's you know, you, you can go for City Shakhtar it like well, yeah, exactly. You know, you can you can you can let it go a little bit, but um, but I get, it's it's a note of caution and or or an encouragement, I guess that you know we've we've drawn games a couple of games in group stages before. And you you can get out of them provided you're not losing your home games in particular. Case is dead right. It's the important game here this week, and I don't necessarily think Klopp will preference one over the other. For me. Is Man City at the weekend? What about yourself? Yeah, but I think you know, um, a draw, like you said, draw away at Napoli isn't isn't the end of the world. And after this, in the in the group stage, we've got uh, two games against Red Star back to back. Mm -hmm. And so by the time Napoli at home comes around, it could literally be a point where if we win that game, you're done. We're done. Yeah. PSG away is like just I'll just you know play second string side. Yeah. Um, the, I think I wouldn't put too much rotation into the team because yeah. I think there's we've got to keep some sort of momentum going. I, think. I, I agree on that. I think there's also a slight concern that you get a draw against Napoli, all of a sudden that's a defeat in back-to-back -back draws. 
and you start and, and whilst it doesn't they don't matter you can you can pull them out however you want to because it's league cup league champions league three different competitions it doesn't have a telling impact on any of them just in terms of momentum just about going into the man city game you'd rather be going in chest pumped knowing that what you're doing is working rather than that little maybe a little lingering fear that it's, we're not maybe not quite as good a squad as we as we felt we were well yeah and i think as well i think for me um the front three is massive. I think they've got to play against Napoli because um, you saw after the Chelsea game, Salah was a bit a bit off at best. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we start rotating and say bring in Jakiri for Salah, his next game is against City, and he's come, he's going through this period where he's having a bit of a tough time. So against if, if we play him against Napoli, there's a chance there for him to get himself on the scoreboard and get that confidence back up before we've got arguably the biggest game of the season. Yeah, I mean it can it can work both ways, can't it, Bailey? You know you. You want it. We're trying to keep things ticking over at the moment. I mean, like, let's let's use Daniel Sturridge as an example. I don't think anything that he did in the Paris Saint Germain game, or in fact that that you know the Chelsea games, says that he doesn't deserve a a, a look in in this game. And similarly, Jaden Jakiri, he's been incredibly exciting when he's got his chances. It's a tough balancing act at the moment, isn't it? Because I think there's probably more value to getting Salah up and running. But at the same time, if Salah can't get up and running for whatever reason, he needs a bit longer. Then yeah, Sturridge and Shakiri, does it does it does it just as equal a value to making sure that those lads are in the best form they can possibly be in? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, like you've said, it ticking over. I think it's the, the biggest concern for us at the minute with the front three maybe not as far in on all fronts that we'd like them to be. I think getting them as much game time as they can and just trying to force that uh, connection that we felt last year. Uh, to come back and with, say with City coming up, there's pretty much no doubt that those front three are going to start against City, you'd hope. Yeah. So with the form that they're currently in, I think Napoli is a perfect game to sort of loosen them up a bit almost, sort of like, look, go and have your fun. If you're not performing after six, seven minutes, there's no there's no problem putting a Shakiri on, putting a storage on because mm-hmm. they, they can do the job. But I think they've got to start for me uh, and really sort of go out there and prove, you know what, yeah, we're going to get far because we want to go at City with, with the the desire to tear them apart almost. I, I wouldn't start the front three um, in this game. Now, I get the reasoning and it's not wrong in any way, shape or form, but Mane was the one who started against Chelsea last week, midweek, and he's the lad who hasn't had a, bre- a breather. Yeah. And we noticed, I noticed at the weekend, I'm sure everybody did, that he, he wasn't quite at the form that he was at the early part of the season. So I would start Firmino and I would start Saleh and I would, I would rest out Mane. And what I would do is I'd play Shaqiri on the right-hand side, Salah up top for those quick transitions in the nine, and play Firmino on the left-hand side, because he looked good there. Better than we've ever seen him, actually, on the left-hand side the other week when he was out there, didn't he? Mm. So that's something that I'd do, and I'd look to try and hit them quickly on the break in a classic European-style performance, and then have Mane to throw in with, with no minutes in his legs, firing against Manchester City, because he's that's exactly what we're going to be doing. We're going to be hitting balls into him, we're going to be hitting balls into Salah, and see what we can get from them at the weekend. The big concern I have with this, and, and this is why I'm, you know, one of the many reasons why I'm not a football manager, but I look at the likes of Fabinho, I look at I look at anything that requires us to fundamentally change what our best way of playing is. And it I, I feel like the paralysis of fear of like, let's use Fabinho as an example of it. Like we know he's gonna be a we know he's a good good player. We just haven't really seen that as a, uh, since he's joined the club. And you know, this is not to say it won't come because that's another conversation for another day. We can trust in that all we want. Even like uh, throwing Naby Keita back in for this game, he's had a, a reasonably good start to his Liverpool career. I think obviously better than Fabinho has, but equally, I don't look at him and think 
I'm getting, you know, I don't, don't, I can't guarantee what I'm getting out of him by, by the same token. And I, I look at what Klopp's got in these, in, with this, the balance between these two games, and you, there must be a temptation there to just go, you know what? No, I'm just gonna keep with. I'm just gonna keep going because because you've got that international break. That'll be the temptation. Yeah, just two more, two more times we've got to go. But I, I would again. I'm just going back to you know the formation that they play to four four two. It's a perfect game for me to bring Fabinho and Kaiser in because you're not going up mano a mano like he did Chelsea midweek where Fabinho's got three, you know, the three midfielders have got three against him. It's three midfielders who are absolutely quality going against two midfielders. So that for me is like, okay, Fabinho's going to get a little bit more time on the ball this game. Yeah. Get him in there. Exactly the same with Naby Keita. And I'll be turning around to both of them and going, certainly Naby Keita, perform here. You're fucking in the side at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Don't perform. I'm going back to what I normally play. No, it is. And it I'd, is. I'd be using it in that way to try and get a little bit of something out of them. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. And the good thing is, I just feel like we're play, we're starting to play some of these other lads into form, which is a very rare situation for us to be in. But I don't. You can't let the wheels fall off that, can you? Yeah, but because also it could be three weeks before exactly, they play again. I mean, that is a problem. But also at the same token, I don't think. I mean, Cater's the exception to this because I think Cater's start of the season and he's been in rotation. You could argue that Genie Mill and Cater's our best midfield three. So I wouldn't necessarily say, but the Fabinho, Shaqiri, Sturridge stuff, I I don't see that any of them has done enough just yet. Where I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. I'm chucking them in in a, in a big game. I still would. Sturridge has probably done enough in the minutes that he's been given. Yeah, he's done better than the other lads. But it's the fact that you, you're still you're lingering in the back. Exactly. You know, that's what that's what you're worried about. Yeah. You're not worried about Sturridge for me. He no, has no, no. done enough. It's just that he's not as good as Roberto yeah, Firmino exactly, for what exactly. we need. Those lads have done, but those that what I mean is those lads have they've not. I don't think they've done enough to say sorry, Roberto Firmino. Not for you, not for you this week. Look, there's no doubt if Firmino was fit against Paris Saint-Germain, he'd have just started that game. And of course, of course, been, he would. But you know, I, I would, I would suggest that he probably has done enough. Storage. Mm. I mean, we're talking about a goal every forty-six minutes and important goals here. Yeah. It's just that he doesn't quite fit the system in the yeah. same way. Yeah. That's it. It's whether we can, whether we want to go with anything like that. And we'll talk about what the lads have gone for, whether they have been frozen in a in a managerial paralysis by the options or not. Uh, before we do, though, have a little break. I want to show you a clip. And this week, it comes from the fabulous, fabulous newsroom podcast that Chris did with Andy Kelly last week. Does this every single week with a range of uh, Northwest influencers and journalists. And uh, the show was an absolute belter. Check it out. Harry Wilson lighting lighting Old Trafford up really was a tremendous performance by Harry. Uh, what do you think the future holds for Harry Wilson? I think it's really difficult because you know I, I've been excited by Harry Wilson for a number of years, and when I started following the twenty threes um, and indeed eighteens when he was playing you know youth cup stuff, you know his his ability from set pieces was was outstanding and I don't know wish I had a pound for every time I'd written that wand of a left foot in in the echo talking about Harry Wilson from from you know I remember an absolutely incredible free kick he scored in the last few minutes against Everton over at uh, over at Chester uh, one night and you just knew he was going to put it in and um, he has that ability um He's he's had a real up and down career so far, Harry, because obviously got capped ridiculously young by Wales, youngest ever, just to keep him out of the clutches of England really, and uh, and then had some real problems with injuries, basically missed a year, 
had a bad loan spell at Crew, uh, and then obviously he had, he had a superb loan last year, and he's doing the same for for Derby. Yes, you can get that full podcast and video on the RedmenTV.com. Sign up is free for the first month, so you can have a little little play around, see what we're doing over there. Pre-match, post-match coverage uh, galore. So, it's only yeah. £5 a month at the moment, so get it now, because when we win number six, it's going up to £6. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Wilson, final four. <laughs> like. um, yes, right, in terms of the teams that you've gone for, then Bailey, I'll start with you. Cool. You've had a little bit of an issue with regards to picking set. In fact, both of you, to be fair, but I'll pick on you first on this, Bailey. You couldn't decide. You've decided Gomez isn't going to play. Is yeah. it or is going to play? You decide, well, hang on a second. You tell us... <laughs> No, I think he. I think he should play. It's his partner that I can't decide. Oh, so you're resting Van Dijk? Definitely. Is this, is this because of his ribs? It is. It's because uh, look in the article. I think it came out about, and he was saying he's he's playing through the pain barrier, and I think he deserves a rest at this point. And it's like he's going to be so important against City, and it's sort of like I, I would rather play Gomez. Like I say, he's, he's a similar sort of centre back to to Van Dijk, and then I'd play. It's it's. Do you play Matip? Do you play Lovren next to him? That's that's my my big concern. So I I could not pick. You um you went for Hendo Genie Cater as your midfield. Uh, no, sorry, that's Louis. Yeah. You went for Genie Milner Cater. I should say as your midfield three, which is which is interesting. Uh, Louis, you had a similar Matip Lovren debate, but it was partnering. No partnering Gomez on the same Fucking team. Hell. Yeah, not paying attention to that. <laughs> at all. There we go. Yeah, like I said, he's he's played through the pain barrier, so I just don't think it's worth the risk. I like the fact things. that I went for What have you gone for? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> take your pick. What What does interest me is though is that like there's been a bit of a talk, hasn't there, about like Gomez almost seems like the understudy to Van Dijk. And I think this game could possibly you could see Gomez go into that Van Dijk role with a Lovren or Matip next to him. I mean, it's an interesting point. We've just done a we've just talked about these getting these lads up and running. Chris and so what Sturridge has done enough, etc., etc. I wouldn't say that Matip has done enough. I wouldn't say that Lauren has done enough. But it is also a position where we're clearly trying to get these lads another defender up and running by giving Matip Matip the time. Lauren's back. Lauren is. It's easy for us to forget and move past this because Gomez has been excellent and Van Dijk, of course. Lovren was our I don't think, first I, choice partner for Van Dijk. I don't think it's an issue between Matip and Lovren. I think Lovren goes into the side if yeah. there's a centre back to come in. They are they're a class apart. You know, I'm not I'm hesitant to say that we're that Dejan Lovren's anywhere near world class. Yeah. But Matip certainly isn't. He can say that, I won't be saying <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think Lovren's a, a far superior defender to, to Joel Matip. I think there are, there are aspects of Joel Matip's game that I really like. There are aspects of Lovren's game that I really like. To the fact that they're not one person that that does me nothing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, it depends on this is the issue with the, with the DM thing as well. I think to some extent it depends what how this game's going to go. Because if you're going to control the game and you and you're going to have loads of possession and you want to move the ball quickly, then Joel Matip over Lovren for me. But if, if you want to keep it tight, if you think it's going to be a little bit, you, you're going to be under pressure. It's going to be a bit more backs to the wall. And it's defend first, think of everything else second. It's it's Lovren, and that's the problem. Is that big games are both of those things? Yeah, they are. And I would I would err on the side. I would start with it's an away game against an elite side in Europe, and that would make me mind up between the two of them who I'm going for. If you if you're a little bit unsure, remember that you're away from home in Europe in the Champions League, yeah. and you probably find yourself with Dejan Lovren over Joel Matter. So you've I mean obviously the keeper picks himself, but you've gone Trent Lovren, Van Dijk, Robertson as your back four. Yeah. You've brought Fabinho into the midfield alongside Milner and Cater, and then interestingly, as you mentioned earlier, Shakiri, 
Salah leading the line and Firmino over on the left. I like that as a size. I know there's quite a few changes there, but I really, I really think that that's something that could worry Napoli. I think you know they, we've we've tried a few little ways of getting Salah into a little bit of goal scoring form. You know, we saw him move to that number nine position a week or so ago. We saw probably him get hooked a little bit at the at the weekend against Chelsea. A really big decision, and now you're going, go on then, mate. We'll unleash you now. He's had he's had a few minutes off. He had 25 minutes off against Chelsea. You're going to run them ragged down there. And if you're a little bit worried about their full-backs, Firmino on the left-hand side's great. Shaqiri, we know, can do a job on the right-hand side. And as I said before, that midfield three is isn't good enough to beat a midfield two, even though they've not played all the games. And, and you've got James Milner in there for experience and what he brings, yeah. which is generally just loads of fucking assists. My, my thing with this is the only issue where I, I, I don't think he will do that is only just because of... I mean, if you've got Manny on the bench, I think you'll see Manny introduced in this game if he start, whether he starts or, or not. He'll definitely get minutes at some point during this game. It's more the Shakiri, the Shakiri Salah thing is that I think we will do the same to Salah as we did at the weekend. I think he'll get 60, 65, 70 or whatever and then Shakiri's the natural substitute for him. And that way, that's how you get keeping Salah fresh for the weekend because the thing is, it's all well and good. You, you need to make sure that... These front three. It's that balance, isn't it? We always talk about it. Put your best foot forward and get them wrapped up in the end so that they're good to go by the, by the end of the weekend. I mean, I went for, um, I just went for the strongest front three in this. I've best foot forward, the best team. What with Fabinho, Milner, and and, and Kate in the midfield just to give that a little bit a little bit of rotation. And you do what we what we've been doing is to the best of your ability. If 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 we're three three nil up with sixty minutes to go, then hell, Salah, Firmino, and Mane are all coming off. For this game, and depending how how small the margin is, you reduce that from three down to maybe one of those guys coming off coming off the pitch as the as the game progresses. But let us know your thoughts. What is your preferred eleven in the uh, in the comments underneath? Um, just quickly looking around the other fixtures, Man City uh, travels to Hoffenheim in the early kickoff on Tuesday. Uh, Man United host Valencia, and then on Wednesday, obviously Paris Saint Germain host Red Star Belgrade. And Spurs have got Barcelona. Ooh, um, ideal world scenario. We win and we come home to see Barcelona absolutely wipe the floor up with Tottenham Hotspur. Just as a nice little sprint. It's a little bit gutting that City play on the Tuesday night, isn't it? And early as well. Mm. I think that you know that feeds into the weekend's game, and you know I'd really like that to be a Wednesday game as well. And it being Hoffenheim, with the greatest respect, that Hoffenheim were a good, were a good side. I it, there's no getting away from the fact that they're not a top tier. Top quality uh, opponent for at City least they're away from home. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, the um, the it's it's a belter of a stadium as well, and the atmosphere. It's going to be a little bit of a, a cauldron for them, so it could be interesting. And look, let's not let's not escape the fact that Man City haven't won in the Champions League this season just yet. You know, so maybe they maybe they're just not up to it. <laughs> Crap, Andy. <laughs> no, basically, really not. They're, um, they're just rubbish. Score prediction, Bailey. What do you think? I went three 0 Ooh, go on, Lou. Four one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go two 0 Liverpool. Cool. I think this will be a, a much tighter game than I would like it to be. So I think it will be at best two one to Liverpool. At worst, one all. Um, but as long as we don't exert too much energy and we beat Man City, I think I can live with that. Uh, yeah. You can play along. I think you can live with that. I think I can live. Okay, with that. <laughs> You can you can live with. At best, beating Napoli and winning against no, Manchester City. The, the you can live with that. I can live with the at worst of a draw against. And you can, li- Napoli, yeah, but you can live I'd with both. I'd be made up with a draw away and a win against City. Yeah. I'd be made up 
with a win against City, the result of this game doesn't matter to me. Really? Mm. Oh, wow. So, no, I, I mean, just get two wins and let's not worry about it. Um, great. Score predictions in the comments below. Preferred 11s as well. And as I say, go and check out all the amazing content that we're producing over on the RedmenTV.com right now. The Newsroom podcast is an absolute gem. I don't know what's including. And that is also Chris's stats and tactics show, analysing in depth and detail Liverpool's matches from a little bit of a different perspective. It's not usually, we do a lot of, you know, the chat-based stuff, the lighthouse stuff. That is a real deep dive into So if you're into your stats and tactics, we have got you covered. Uh, go over, subscribe, and we will be back post-match. Sai is our Roman reporter over in Napoli. Hopefully he has an amazing vlog from that as well. Stay tuned for all that content and more here on the YouTube channel.